0: For this reason, it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Alfred Lord Tennyson once said, There lives more faith in honest doubt than in half the creeds. According to Frederick Buechner, doubts are the ants in the pants of faith. They keep it awake and moving And finally, according to Eugene Peterson, any time we look into the human heart in despair, we do well to remember that God's people have faced similar assaults on their faith and recovered from the doubt. In today's reading from Romans, Paul holds up Abraham as a model of true faith. As we hear today, no distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God. On the surface, it might seem like Paul is suggesting that Abraham lived his whole life without a single doubt. But of course, if we look closer, we see a much different story. In fact, there is a great question that Abraham asked God in the 15th chapter of the book of Genesis. Lord, he says... How am I to know? Now, remember, God has made Abraham a promise, a promise that through his descendant, the entire world would be blessed. But the problem is that he doesn't have a descendant, not to mention that he's now 99 years old. To quote Paul today, his body was as good as dead. And so at the age of 99, 25 years after his walk with God began, Abraham asked God a question, Lord, how am I to know? And isn't that our question right now? Lord, how are we to know amid an ongoing pandemic and a devastating storm and a damaged church and damaged homes and damaged lives? With friends struggling, and anxiety rising, and fatigue ever present, how are we to know? Because, God, we hear your promise, but how are we to know that it is trustworthy and true? Or, to put the question in modern terms, how do we grow strong in our faith whenever we have the experience of doubt? Now I do acknowledge that this is not where we all find ourselves at the moment and for that I say thanks be to God. But I do think it's very important for all of us to consider this question because even if we are not wrestling with doubt at the moment, someone we love is. The experience of doubt is that universal. And so today, I want to say two very specific things about doubt that I get from today's reading from Romans, which I believe can help us meet doubt faithfully when it shows up in our life. And I will begin by saying this, faith is not the absence of doubt. No, faith is a choice we make to walk with God in the midst of our doubt. Again, faith is not the absence of doubt, but a choice to walk with God in the midst of our doubt. Because here's the thing, before doubt is a cognitive process, doubt is really just an emotion. And like all emotions, it arises and then goes away, arises again and then goes away again. In fact, I once heard someone say that the human heart is like an orchestra, and that we don't know what emotion the heart will play on any given day. Sometimes the heart plays joy, at other times excitement, at other times boredom, or maybe depression. Or maybe your heart likes to play all sorts of different emotions all at the same time, But of course, the whole point of the metaphor is that it is the heart that chooses what to play and not we who command the heart what to play. I mean, right, have you ever felt sadness and just willed yourself to be happy? Or been lost in anger and commanded your heart to be at peace? Or do we just eat something? And try to get a good night of sleep and hope that whenever we wake up the next day, our heart is playing something else. Because the truth is, there are seasons in life when the human heart will play doubt. As the author of Ecclesiastes says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. And we might add a time to feel certain, and a time to have doubts. And so the feeling of doubt is normal, and rather than resisting that doubt, or assuming it's a problem, or some threat to our faith, a much healthier response is to remind ourselves that faith isn't about what we feel, but about a choice we make to keep walking with God irrespective of what we feel, because here's the deal Abraham he went through many seasons of his life where he felt scared and uncertain. Paul knew the Old Testament better than any of us, and so Paul was very aware of the many instances where Abraham acted on the basis of his doubt. Meaning that whenever Paul says no distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, Paul's point is not that feelings of distrust didn't arise, but only that Abraham chose to keep walking with God whenever they did. Because again, faith is not the absence of doubt, but a choice we make to walk with God in the midst of our doubt. And that, of course, brings me to my second point. Doubt may feel unpleasant, and it's very understandable that whenever we experience doubt, we want to get rid of it. But our doubt ultimately doesn't matter, and the reason it really doesn't matter is because Paul is very clear that the promise of God rests on grace, and that it is absolutely guaranteed. I mean, that is what it says in verse 16 of today's reading, and I have to say I looked at this verse very carefully in two different languages, both the English and the Greek, because... I saw it, and I got excited, and I was very scared of saying something heretical, but friends, the meaning is actually very clear, namely that the promise of God doesn't rest on what we feel, that it doesn't rest on what we do, but on the grace of God. So much so that Paul can say that it is absolutely guaranteed. And I don't mean like a pizza is guaranteed to come in 30 minutes or less, or a guarantee that you'll be satisfied if you buy a particular product, because those guarantees ultimately come from a place of insecurity. But it's more like the way that it is guaranteed that a new mother cannot forget to feed her child. Not only because her body will literally ache if she goes too long without feeding, but also because moms are so attuned to the cry of their children. And what I hear Paul saying is that God is really that attuned to your cry. God knows your doubt, God knows your excitement, God knows your fear. God knows your desire to please him, and God knows your need to be fed. And what God asks is not that we live our life doing whatever we can to suppress our doubt, but only that we lean on him and each other in the midst of our doubt, trusting above all else that the promise of God rests on grace and that it is absolutely, unequivocally guaranteed. And so let me offer an illustration, because I know that what I'm saying today and what Paul says in today's reading from Romans goes so against the grain of our conditioning. And so I want you to imagine that a week before you move into a new home that you just purchased, I sneak in, And I bury a million dollars under a floorboard. I then give you a call and I present you with the good news, the gospel, that a million dollars comes with your new home, no strings attached. You may believe this news. You may doubt the news. You may flat out reject the news as being a fantasy, but notice... You're a millionaire either way. It's not that when you believe me, then I give you the money, but rather when we say, I believe, then we actually get to find and enjoy the riches that were already ours to begin with because the gift itself is guaranteed. And the experience of faith is kind of like that. Because again, we're all going to have moments in our life when we doubt that God is really that good, when we doubt that the gospel is really that good. And so what is faith but a choice we make to keep walking with God even when those moments arise? And so all that to say, if your heart happens to be playing a little doubt these days, or a little sadness, or a little disconnection, or a little numbness, or a little fatigue, whatever the heart plays, let it be. But you, and by you, I mean the soul inside that hears these words and gets to choose. The one who was sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. That part of you that is free not to identify with whatever you're feeling on any given day. You keep walking with God. Because that, my friends, is what faith is. No distrust will ever make us waver concerning the promise of God, because again, faith is not the absence of doubt, but a choice to walk with God in the midst of our doubt. And if you want, you can even walk with a little swagger, because again, the promise of God rests on grace. And it is absolutely guaranteed. Amen.